don't care. Life is short. Sure, I'm in the thumb club. <laughs> Welcome to the Power Trip Morning Show. Uh, certainly not. You're listening to the Bets and Quotes Podcast. The Bets and Quotes Podcast. Yeah, the Bets and Quotes Podcast. I didn't even know this was a thing. I think it's a spectacular unit for kids. Welcome to the Bets and Quotes podcast, a podcast for the rubes, by the rubes, talking all things Power Trip. Bets and Quotes is hosted by Chuck, better known as Power Trip Bets. Why I love Chuck is that's exactly how I felt about the show, but I couldn't articulate it the way that he did. And Dave, the one and only Power Trip Quotes. Guy, he's going to get in there and just try to maul you. They were going to get an apartment together and see how things went, but settled on a podcast instead. Our legal disclaimer is simply that Lawyer Lambert probably likes us better than you, so good luck suing us. We hope you enjoy this episode, but if not, feel free to play Jax on 494. All right, Dave, a little bit of a somber opening to this week's show. Uh, we promise we'll transition back into the typical nonsense and uh, worthlessness of this podcast. But uh, a couple of sad things that have just happened um, since we're recording this on Saturday morning. Uh, yesterday, we found out that Zero died. Corey's dog of many, many years, his beloved French bulldog, and apparently... Um, at least according to the tweet that Corey sent out, uh, it was unexpected. So um, just kind of a sad note. Zero was a an absolute power trip legend and um, sad, sad to know that uh, her twisted lady parts have gone to that big doggy palace in the sky. Yeah, I mean, Corey had mentioned earlier on in the year that, you know, Zero's not, you know, she's getting older and, you know, dogs have... Ugh so tough when dogs die that's oh yeah it's just the worst i mean there's so many positive things and joy that animals can bring you in your life and uh you know for for that to end is is heartbreaking really yeah and you know i i had the thought too that you know the, it's not like the cove household hasn't experienced you know their share of animal death between you know various gerbils hamsters goldfish and other crap that angie has brought home with the girls but um, you know, it, 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 anybody that's a dog or a cat owner, um, you know, it's just it's a different thing with uh, with those animals and and not to belittle because I know people can have strong bonds with some of the other animals, but it doesn't sound like Corey had a strong bond with any of the animals that she brought home. Um, no, but uh, so this but, is probably the first animal death in the house that he has not celebrated. So, yeah, exactly. That's a great way to put it, Dave. Uh, yeah. So. So really sad to see there, RIP Zero, and another sad death that broke last night. Um, a lot of us are fans of the Foo Fighters, and their drummer Taylor Hawkins passed away um, unexpectedly while on tour down in South America. There's no details about what happened yet, but um, I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan. I have always loved Dave Grohl, obviously back to Nirvana. Uh, what I, I saw them last summer. It was the first concert I had seen post-COVID. 
And it was absolutely amazing. And honestly, the most memorable part of the whole show was when uh, Taylor took the microphone and he sang Find Somebody to Love by uh, Queen. And uh, Dave got up on the drum kit. And so, you know, it's always cool to see Dave playing the drums again. And and Taylor killed it singing uh, Somebody to Love. So, um, yeah, just hard to believe, you know, 50 years old, man. It's just that's way, way, way too young. And he was uh, him and Dave were were super tight. So it's just Sad to see, man. Um, just uh, unfortunate. And I know, um, I don't know if you're a big Foo Fighter guy, Dave, but um, I, 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 it's def- definitely hitting me this morning. Yeah, I, I really enjoy listening to the Foo Fighters. I, I guess I listened to them more back in my uh, middle school days and high school days. Um, and I don't know, like the band members by name and everything outside of Deep Girl, obviously. But um, yeah, it's sad to see. I mean, my God, they're one. Of, they're still one of the biggest touring bands in the world. Dave is such a a great person, and I would only assume that you know band members that he would choose would be great people as well. So uh, that'll be a big loss for for the Foo. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And they've been together for like, it's been the same crew forever, like, you know, 20, 25 years together. So um, yeah, just, uh, just really sad. And yeah, hopefully, I don't know, hopefully they can uh, find a way to, to go on, you know, selfishly for me (laughs) as the Foo Fighters, but um, just, just a huge loss and just really feeling it for, for them. All right. Well, we're going to turn this around. Um, yeah, that's depressing. Why do we bring that up? Uh, we're going to we're going to get to our usual nonsense, but uh, felt the felt the need to acknowledge those. Uh, we're going to do our typical bets update. We'll do the quotes of the week. And your thoughts? We're going to talk about the Clint Malarchuk interview from Thursday uh, when Clint was on the show. And we're going to do the, we're setting up another bracket. Now this isn't, this isn't a quotes of the year bracket. This isn't a super bracket with 64 teams and, and lots of action. This is kind of a mini bracket, but uh, we're going to do the top eight Chris hockey money wasters of all time. And then we'll have you guys vote on them to arrive at what we think uh, collectively is the biggest money waster that Chris hockey has ever had. Uh, I'm sure Kim will be listening to every single one of these episodes um, as we reveal that champion. And she would probably weigh in with dozens more. And then we'll do quotes notes, of course, to wrap up the show. So uh, we're only, what are we 39 days away from Vegas? So don't don't say it. Don't oh, say the B word. The, the place that shall not be named. We're only 39 days away from going to a city in Nevada that we shall not name. And yes. uh, that, yeah, that's in, the Bets and Quotes podcast is also ho- holding out for a sponsorship. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, with, with LV. <laughs> with LV. Absolutely. Yes. We will, we will continue to hold out as well. I know a lot of our Patreon folks are going to be out there. So. Cannot wait. Super excited to see him. Uh, and uh, I know a bunch of people also are going to TI. So hopefully somebody can win a trip to that place that shall not be named. All right, let's get rolling with a bets update. Parker Bodge, Parker Bodge. Parker Bodge, Parker Bodge. All right, we got uh, it's very college basketball heavy right now. I know, Dave, you are a big college basketball better and you have lots of uh, you've already won lots of nice college basketball bets and you have even more on the line. Um, and that's where all of our action for the bets update is this week. Uh, first up, uh, Sauce and Corey bet Arkansas versus Gonzaga. Corey had Arkansas minus nine for one hundred dollars. 
And in typical Gonzaga fashion, they bowed out early yet again, the most overrated college basketball program of all time. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, they won a lot in the regular season. They are absolutely worthless in the postseason. Just pathetic. And they bow out to Arkansas, who uh, covers easily the minus nine and win outright. Yeah, it, I mean, pretty stunning, really, if you think about it. I don't know. It, it, it was a bad matchup for them, honestly. You know, they got Chet Holmgren into foul trouble. Um, he fouled out later in the game, but his, the impact of him being pulled out of the game to preserve him from getting that fifth foul kind of took Gonzaga out of comeback mode there at the end. You know, I, I was really tempted a couple of times. I saw the, the live money line in the last five minutes got around plus 700, which with that much talent on the floor, I almost pulled the trigger. I did pull, <laughs> I did take them plus uh, six and a half live. Mm-hmm. I, I did get that, but um, yeah, goodbye, uh, Mark Few. Wash, rinse, repeat with that team. It is unbelievable. And yep. it, it, it always makes me wonder, what's that? Why don't we get any respect? We're Gonzaga. We're number one seed every year. It's like the St. Cloud State Huskies effect. Uh, RIP there too. Sorry about that, man. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's it's pathetic. It's wash, rinse, repeat with that team. And it always makes me wonder why they can still continue to recruit so well. Obviously, the people that are going there to play aren't going there to win. They're going there to uh, enhance their pro prospects. Because uh, Well, and that's... And that's the thing with Gonzaga. Now they've had the Chet Holmgren was the number one recruit in the nation last year. Um, They've had a a lot of top 10 and top 20 recruits. Uh, They do not Gonzaga currently uh, for their 2023 class does not have a top 100 recruits. So uh, it it could be the end of the era. Yeah, it uh, kind of needs to be. (laughs) So they've, they've continued to disappoint. All right. Well, that leads into a couple of the other bets. Obviously the big ones that are going on, the big group bets, uh, the 2022 more core. I hope this is like an annual bet. Now, uh, this is kind of a concoction between, uh, Barney and Carly that, uh, sort of kind of came up with this along with meat sauce, uh, much to Corey's chagrin. Uh, they decided just randomly since they had eight people that were willing to do it and there were 16 teams left, just randomly draw names and everybody gets two teams. And, uh, I thought it was funny. The, uh, Chris hockey, was immediately out after the first two games. So two games played in the more core bet, and Chris is immediately out. Uh, since then, Marty's been eliminated as well. Uh, Zach and Lawyer Lambert are currently sitting in the hop or the catbird seat for this bet. They've got the top three seeds between them. So uh, yeah, kind of a fun bet. Uh, you know, hey, it's a random draw. It's a total gamble. It gives you a couple teams to cheer for, and uh, and well done, Carly and Marty, encouraging the gambling. Yeah, I was gonna say a, cu- a couple notes on that. I think. I think you need to become better friends with Carly because she was doing more to promote gambling on the power trip than any other person on the show the other day. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was fantastic to see her, her and Tommy her. together would be absolutely scary the way that they both oh. want to gamble. And, um, and, and for other reasons too, obviously, uh, Tom, although Tommy might completely forget about gambling if he was in the same studio with Carly all the time. That, that That's fair. That's a fair point, Chuck. Uh, you really gave it you really gave chris the the french kiss of death when you commented on your own tweet uh saying that you really like chris's team so I, i'm going to i'm going to put that on you chuck <laughs> uh, with the french kiss of death but um 
Yeah, no, it's it's a fun bet. I think anytime that there's money on the line um, and there's a power trip angle, it's it's better. So, uh, yeah, the the core core versus more core, more core. We all want a little bit more core. And then, like you were about to mention, the core versus four as well is going on. Corey has already guaranteed himself a win in this. Now it's just a question of does he win one hundred or all the way up to 700 if one of the field teams wins, such as a Houston or one of the other ones. Uh, the, the three teams that are left in it that could potentially derail him are Villanova, Duke, and Kansas. Those are the ones that will eat into his $700 profit if any of those three win. So uh, well done by Core. Uh, they, they distributed games out uh, or teams out pretty nicely this year, and the, the, the heavily seated ones lost. Uh, of course, the bets versus three five bet that we talked about that I'm doing with some of you guys, uh, we uh, were we're also down to the same three teams. Unfortunately, you guys won a little bit more heavy on Kansas and Duke, so I'm still not guaranteed to win money. It's still a an up in the air bet, but lots of fun. Uh, well done, Corey, and yeah, I, uh, the core versus four is my favorite, and it's always kind of fun to just see all those red lines go through all the teams on the grid. It is, and I think it's easier for them than. You know, they could have everybody on the show, you know, write out a bracket and do it that way. But I think the I think the the core versus four is a better venue for the bet. It's easier to for the rubes to follow it. It's easier for you to track. And uh, you know, it's it's everybody everybody kind of lines up, they have their Corey chip on their shoulder and they want to beat Corey in a bet. It's probably more about saying that they beat Corey in a bet than yes. the actual money, but yep. um uh, yeah, it, it took all of what 10 hours for sauce to go from, you know, suicide watch to, you know, saying that he's going to get back into it next year. So, um, <laughs> of course, typical sauce fashion. So um, I think sauce quits betting about as much as he uh, quits golf. So <laughs> yeah. thankfully, thankfully it's never a permanent thing with sauce. So yep, just a bunch of Patrick Reed, uh, breaking a golf shaft over his knee uh gifts <laughs> exactly all right well that will do it for the bets update it's time for the quotes and now it's time for the quotes of the week i'd let brett fart be on me sure had bundy's been to the rose bowl more recently than the than the gophers because <laughs> it's hard to bang and play it at the same time bang and lung darts whale <laughs> All right, friends, it is time to get to the quotes of the week. And we will start at number three. Please, I, feel I Zach want to needs... meet her so bad. Yeah, 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 me too. Oh, Gary. Yeah, I think uh, Marnie wants to meet yeah. her. Yeah, Marnie, yeah, no, do you, do you have would, a drunken Marnie? My problem would be yeah. I would try to, I would try to like, kiss Marnie. Is the uh, like, I would get too close. I don't see uh, the problem. That, I'd get too that, close that, to that's Marnie. That's why there's a case of beer under the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Oh, that was so <laughs> genius. So... Carly earlier, you know, it's hard to capture all of, you know, that joke mm-hmm. uh, in one clip because I think it was Carly asked or questioned like 10 minutes prior why there was a case of beer under the table that she kept banging her feet against. And, um, you know, hockey, you know, bookmarked that for uh, an absolute terrific quote there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was a uh, <laughs> a great uh, callback, as they call it in the industry, right? So yeah, well exactly, played. Yeah. yeah, that was uh, very well called back. <laughs> Coming in at number two this week, we have more Hawk. Thanks, I like about you, Thanks Zach. to Coors Light. KFN.com, make the keyword uh, 
Duh. V. Oh. Uh, um, Zach, you know what I like about Duh. you, Zach? What? You know what I like about you? You can make the most exciting things sound boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can make the most. <laughs> oh, oh, it's so funny. Yes, that is a. I think that's going to be a very recurring bit on the show. It's kind of like the whole, uh, you know, bless his heart, and then you can say whatever you want about somebody. So you know what I like about you? As long as you're framing it in a positive fashion, you can rip somebody to shreds. Yes, yes, it's kind of the with all due respect of <laughs> that too. Another another way to do it. So uh, we are, we heard a few of those pop up towards the end of the week. So I, I don't think that's going anywhere anytime soon. No, it is not, and. Uh... It is featured again here. Zach's rebuttal is the number one quote of the week. What I like about you, Hawk, you've gone 30 seconds without plugging your show on Friday. Oh, yeah! That's a really good one. That was good. That's a really, really good one. Finally, finally. That was that was really well played too. That was a that that was a perfect one. Zach definitely got the bit. Yes, Zach got the bit, and uh, it turned into the number one quote of the week. I was a little disappointed. You know, it, it was a strong field this week. I was a little bit disappointed that Carly's quote didn't make the uh, the top three when um, when Marty said, "Why? Um, since when is Corey opposed to gambling?" And Carly said, "Since it's not his idea." Oh, yes. Um, That is an oversight. Yeah. You know what, Chuck? Uh, You know, I'm a little, I've been a little busy here, so I I didn't really get to put my list together. The the real number one quote of the week that got the most retweets, that got the most likes, that was the funniest, came from the birthday girl, Carly Zucker. She likes my idea. Yeah, yeah I'm totally in She's on mad at you, Corey, yeah, for I'm mad at pushing Corey buttons, and I'm an idiot. Negative. When is the last Nancy. time Corey poo-pooed a gambling proposition? If it's not his idea. Yeah. Oh! Oh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, the truth hurts on that one. <laughs> you know, I, I think everybody else in the room was maybe glad that that was said. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I, for one, was glad that it said, because there's been a couple times I've given Sauce an idea for a bet, and he'll bring it up on the air, and Corey's just immediately, ah, we're not doing that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I I kind of appreciate that a little bit. You got to incur any idea. It's kind of like improv. You know, you just, you, it, you they encourage you to do the and. You know, don't, don't dismiss somebody's idea. Just add on to it. And, you know, if somebody has a gambling idea, even if it's a terrible gambling idea, let's tweak it and still figure out a way to bet on it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, well, well played carly i think that's one of my favorite carly quotes of all time (laughs) well there are your quotes of the week it's time for the weekly segment of your thoughts copyright dark star all right well first up we're going to talk about thursday's episode when clint malarchuk the former nhl goalie was on the show with the power trip uh you know, I think Dave, you and I had heard his story quite a bit before. I've heard I've heard Clint interviewed multiple times. Uh, very familiar with his story. I remember I remember when that happened as a kid, and I, I remember some kids saying that, yeah, this this hockey player almost died on the ice and almost bled to death. And your initial reaction, you know, because there's a bajillion stories like that when you're a kid that aren't true kids just make stuff up or exaggerate and things and I remember the first time I saw it and all the blood and it was just absolutely shocking 
And that was just, you know, the name Malarchuk was always associated with that. And then, you know, later on, obviously everything that you talk about on Thursday on the power trip, you learn his full story. Uh, just an amazing dude, just the greatest dude ever. Um, you know, I was glad they mentioned that he, uh, he kind of, uh, kind of reminded him of Parrish because I mean, he, it, to me, Clint is just like a prototypical hockey player, just, you know, kind of that 100%. same, same attitude, um, as Parrish. And yeah, it was, it was just fantastic to, uh, to hear his story on the power trip, um, on, on Thursday. Uh, Dave, I know you're a big fan as well. Yeah, no, I'm a, I have a huge hack, hockey background, you know, if, if you've been listening at all, uh, to the show, I've picked up on that. And, uh, yeah, it was a crazy story. I mean, the incident happened before I was born. It happened in 1989 and I still knew about it. Um, obviously it was a big thing with like neck guards back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're still kind of obviously young kids, you know, they don't want to be restricted, especially on the net, you know, they they would just go out there and, you know, sweatpants and shin pads or whatever if they could. But, uh, you know, both the Canadian and United States hockey associations have made neck guards a priority um, in response to numerous accidents. You know, Clint's was one of the first ones that that really, you know, made national news and got a lot of attention. But, um, you know, this kind of stuff happens all the time in youth levels, in bar leagues, and you know, outdoor skating. I mean, it's, it's dangerous. You know, Chris really put it well, um, you know, as he's not really a hockey guy, but just, you know, dumbing it down, putting it in layman's terms, you know, these guys are out there flying, skating 20, 30 miles an hour, shooting pucks, a hundred miles an hour. And they're, they're running around with knives on their feet, you know, yep. it's like, it, it's, it's a dangerous game, even with the, all the protection and, you know, lack of area where you could, you know, get an open, you know, flesh wound or whatever, you know, it's such an odd freak thing to happen, but um, you know, it happens. And and obviously Zach even mentioned it happened in Minnesota last fall. Yeah, I definitely, it's uh, um, it's, it's dangerous. I I remember when I was uh, living in Oklahoma, one of the, uh, one of the guys that played in the league there, he got one to, it basically split the side of his cheek wide open. And he had, I forget how many, it was something like 350 stitches on like the inside and outside of his mouth to get it all, all sewn up correctly. So that was, you know, not really necessarily life-threatening, but just shows you the, the danger of those blades, but yeah. So uh, it was, it was awesome to hear Clint, you know, obviously, you know, mental health is, is near and dear to hockey's heart as well. And um, it was just, it was really cool that, you know, they kind of got to do this together and, you know, I just figured it was going to be the kind of thing where they had Clint on for a segment, basically asked them all the same questions I had heard before and, and everything, but I, you know, I'm still looking forward to that, but it was just, it was awesome that him and Joni were on there for two hours and Joni was hilarious as well. Like she was, was great. you know, they're, they're ripping each other kind of back and forth a little bit. And, you know, she was, uh, she was fantastic as well. Just clearly they have a fantastic relationship and she's been through a lot with, uh, with all of his struggles and, and, and everything that happened to him. But uh, just amazing people, and it was it was kind of fun too because they uh, they even played uh, played along with the, the little game. Um, I don't think uh, Joni was quite as impressed with the initials game because Corey gave kind of gave the whole um, initials pitch, <laughs> and she was just kind of like, um, "Okay, we like to play other games." So, 
Uh, didn't 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 sell a copy of the initials game to Joni apparently, but uh, yeah, oh, they yeah. were they were they were awesome. It was cool to see Clint. He got interviewed by Bally Sports North. He did you know the Let's Play ho- Hockey Call with Chris. Uh, just hockey just fan- just fantastic, and uh, Clint's just such a great ambassador um, for mental health and uh, just an all around great dude. I'm glad that uh, the Power Trip listeners got to experience two hours of that on Thursday. Yeah, he really is, and as someone who you know. I, I deal with some some mental health issues and stuff as well. Um, you know, hockey I, I think has done a fantastic job of normalizing, discussing, and talking about your mental health. I think that is, you know, people who have a microphone uh, that get a lot of listens. I think there's a lot of people right now in podcasting and in radio that are are normalizing talking about mental health. And I think that is super healthy and super important. Just that in general, you know, Clint had some nice, nice notes and there's a really good back and forth during the interview that, you know, it just, it made me feel better just knowing that, you know, there's more people dealing with things than just you, you know, it's not just you out there. And um, you're you're never alone that from Hawk and, and Clint. Yep, you're absolutely never alone. There, there's somebody dealing with what you're dealing with, and and there, there's lots of people that probably feel like they're the only person dealing with it. And I think Clint did such a great job articulating that in the For interview. Sure. So I'm definitely going to go back and uh, re-listen to uh, to some of that because uh, uh, really good and um, so enjoyable. And maybe he'll come back to the power trip at some point. Uh, it was he was awesome guest one of my one of the best guests they've had in a long long time so yeah i was gonna say on on the interview scale i think that is probably you know i guess it was a little different than an interview just because they were in for you know two hours but Mm -hmm. um, you know it's probably one of the better interviews as far as content that i can remember on the show yeah definitely it was it was awesome. So if you haven't listened to it by now, uh, go back and listen. And of course, Clint was rocking that sweet, sweet cowboy hat all day. And so that was definitely not a waste of money. But we're going to get into Chris Hockey's waste of money because there have been oh plenty, plenty of those over the years. Uh, I remember when he had his drunken eBay phase. That was uh, a oh, lot of fun. Where things were back were- in the, That was back in the custom denim jean days. <laughs> When stuff were just showing up and uh, <laughs> hockey had no idea he had even ordered it. So um, I put together a bracket of eight items from over the years that Chris Hockey has wasted money on. Now, my criteria for this was because, you know, people are going to disagree or have their own things or there's probably things I've missed. But my criteria, what I looked at was things that provided absolutely like almost zero value to hockey uh so you know you might think that buying uh you know some like the the potato for example that he has growing um that's actually provided a little bit of entertainment and stuff over the years so there's a tiny bit of value there uh it, it's not really the dollar value of the items that matters these are more just things that he either never got value of or things that really hit Kim's radar uh, pretty hard. So uh, that was those are kind of the two areas that um, I was looking at when putting this bracket together. And Dave, I, I will also mention that, um, you know, since the success of the quote of the year uh, selection show, uh, we robots price has gone way up. So uh, I had to hire a, a different voiceover person uh, for this. So uh, let Boy. her introduce herself. Welcome to the biggest Chris Hockey Wastes of Money Tournament Selection Show. I am your host, Horny Gellner. We have weeded down dozens upon dozens of candidates to arrive at the expensive eight. 
Our first matchup will feature the seven pairs of jeans stage pants that Hockey had custom made for him, squaring off against the plot of land Hockey purchased in Scotland that he attempted to blame Corey for when he was questioned by Key Yam. All right, so there's matchup number one. The uh, the seven-layer jeans that you would reference, the pair of jeans that was made out of seven different pairs of jeans. I believe he paid $320 for those versus the plot of land in Scotland that he purchased uh, to become a lord that I believe he paid $250 for. Uh, Dave, your thoughts? Wow. Um, you know, this is... A- <laughs> This is a great idea by you, Chuck, um, first off, but uh, this is a great matchup to start. Um, You know, the seven layer jeans are almost absolutely pointless because he's almost for years that they're uh, they're so goddamn hot when he (laughs) performs. You know, he performs in July, in August and, you know, at festivals, Um, you know, why the hell would you want these awful? Well whatever I, I hope he doesn't listen to us but awful looking jeans that are that are just going to make your you know legs turn into a swimming pool now the plot of land i mean i guess you can visit it you know the investment was probably lower than the jeans i, I have to imagine that hawk was blown away by you know a a 7 $750 pair of seven layer jeans um so i i guess Personally, I think the jeans were more of a waste in this uh, matchup here. Yeah, I, I'm almost on the other side because uh, I think Chris could be in. I mean, they were they were in Ireland. He he was close enough to visit his land, but he chose not to. I think they could be in Scotland within a, a five minute walk of his plot of land, and he probably still wouldn't visit it. So uh, just Only- just, for, just for the title of the Lord, uh, yeah, I'm I, I might lean my vote that way. But that's the beauty of this: the Rubes will ultimately get to decide. Yeah, the only thing there is like, I mean, generally buying land is one of the smartest investments over time that you could possibly do. Now, <laughs> a, a, a square foot of land, uh, maybe it doesn't fall into that category, but we'll, we'll see where the rubes vote on this one. Maybe that'll, that's where he'll build his retirement hut. Who knows? All right. <laughs> Next up, it's the framed Harmon Killebrew autographed poster that Chris bought at a charity auction taking on the improv classes that Hawk purchased for Meat Sauce, where Sauce attended just one class, got the refund, and kept it. <laughs> so, uh, two, uh, two very well-known power trip uh, stories. Uh, the Harmon Killebrew poster that somehow vanished. I've been on the trail of this, trying to figure out exactly what happened to it, uh, trying to do a Bets Investigates. Uh, still have not been able to, to figure out exactly what happened to it, but... Um, you know, I, I, it might be safe to say that Kim uh, took care of it for him versus the uh, the old improv class. Uh, he was going to make sure Meat Sauce was all up to speed on improv. Sauce attended one class. And the beauty of this, if he if he had just gotten a refund and given it back to hockey, you know, it definitely wouldn't have made this list. But the fact that Sauce got the refund and kept it uh, put this one squarely up for uh, for nomination. Yeah, I, I, I think both of both of them are tough because while they haven't been used, they've been talked about enough on the show and have been so much of the, the allure on the show that they have a value. Um, <laughs> they have provided a value. Now I, I would say that sauce, even though he was probably on his phone the entire time that he was at that one class, I, I think there, he must've picked up something because this improv isn't awful. 
Um, obviously, you know, mostly, most of that credit is for the window of inspiration um, in the, the back corner window in that studio that he uh, gazes out to, uh, you know, find his comedic timing. <laughs> this one's really tough. I would say probably the Killebrew poster because we don't know its exact location and it has never been hung up, I would say is a more of a waste of money in my, in my personal opinion. Yeah, you're right. It is a tough one because, uh, you know, because uh, ultimately too, the argument with the Killebrew one is, well, at least the money went to charity and you know, somebody benefited out of it. So yeah, it's a, that's a pretty tough call. I'll be interested to see that one could, that one could be very close to a, to a 50, 50 call on that one. Our third matchup in the expensive eight is the Christmas Dragon inflatable yard decoration that Hawk impulsively bought for Abby versus the four-pack of Minnesota Gopher football season tickets that Chris bought for the family and never attended a single game. A tradition unlike any other. (laughs) (sighs) This This is probably my favorite one so far. Yeah, the uh, the yard decoration, you know, the Christmas dragon is the focal point. I mean, it really it's it's not just about the Christmas dragon. It's about the whole menagerie of yard decorations that Chris has bought over the inflatable yard decorations that he's bought over the year and put up in Wicklow Meadows. Me personally, I love it because Jack loves uh, driving by and seeing them. So I'm a huge fan of people buying and putting up inflatables. But uh, this one kind of hit the radar just because Guillaume doesn't seem too super thrilled about all of those purchases of just inflatables to sit out and clutter up the yard. And of course, the uh, the the Gopher season tickets literally did not go to a game. And of course, we all know the story that very last game, Chris decided, well, he's just going to go because he wanted to get some value out of it. And as he's driving to the stadium, he thinks to himself, no, wait, the whole point of this was to have the whole family go, turn around, went home, never used the tickets <laughs> one time. Yeah, um, this is, uh, as far as who advances, I think this is hands down the Gopher football season tickets uh, wins this because I I think you are an ignorant slut for even putting the Christmas dragons on this goddamn <laughs> list. Um, they provide, it, it's like you've ignored all of the previous Christmas speeches. Um, <laughs> the, the inflatables are, are a key piece of the holiday season as well with the mini Santas with the three Christmas trees, you got to have a tree in every room. I I guess I'm going to bang the pavement here for, I'm going to pound the pavement uh, campaigning against uh, the Christmas dragon being even mentioned on this list. (laughs) And, and, and I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I think this was more of me like kind of putting on the Kim hat and uh, seeing, seeing life through her eyes of what Chris has wasted money on over the years that has been uh, been brought That's up on the great. show. But uh, yeah, I, I think this one's going to be a big landslide in favor of the gopher tickets. I think the gopher tickets might be uh, very near the, the top of the list for favorites to win the whole thing. There's no doubt. Our final matchup in the biggest Chris hockey money wastes of all time begins with Chris paying for priority boarding for his Greyhound bus ticket, only to be told, That don't matter! (laughs) That will face off against Hawk literally giving money away in the form of $100 bills to folks waiting in line at Buffalo Wild Wings in Las Vegas. So uh, both of these have a uh, city that shall not be named connection to them. Uh, the uh, the one was obviously the punishment for the church challenge where Chris had to take the Greyhound bus back from the city that shall not be named. 
And uh, yeah, he decided to pay for priority boarding since he was going to be on a long bus and was told that don't matter. So uh, <laughs> big, big flush. Who, of the the money. Hell, who the hell would purchase priority boarding for a bus? A bus <laughs> trip? Well, I think, you know, he thought, well, I'll get my choice of the seat and, you know, I'll get, get the yeah. most comfortable seat or a great location on the bus. And no, nope. there was a problem, Chuck. That don't matter. That don't matter. Oh, God. I wish they had made that a T-shirt. I would have bought a dozen of those. Um, And then, yeah, literally handing out money in line to people that were in line at Buffalo Wild Wings because he just hit a jackpot. Um, May have have been uh, a little bit over the legal limit um, of blood alcohol content. Um, handing just handing out $100 bills in line, um, getting uh, very little in return for that. And, you know, I, I will always be, you know, that'll be one of the biggest regrets. That might be it when I'm on my deathbed. I will say, you know, come closer. Uh, that I that we were both in line. In that, in that exact line, we were both there. And we did not receive a $100 bill from Chris. So I, I feel like I could have turned that into, you know, thirteen fourteen hundred dollars and and blown it really fast um i i could have purchased earls of sandwich with that um <laughs> i i guess i i hope the people who receive those free hundred dollar bills that they repurpose them uh correctly absolutely yes uh yeah i i, I believe we would have easily turned that into about thirteen hundred dollars and then easily turned that thirteen hundred dollars back into zero but it would have been a fun ride while it happened that's for sure so that's for sure Well, that is the bracket. We will put the polls up next week. Uh, You guys can vote and we'll see what ends up being the number one Chris Hockey money waster of all time. All right. Time for quotes notes. So that means a predictor's open and then we'll hit it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Speaking of getting fired, here's your new predictor's open. (laughs) Do you believe? Predictors, predictors, predictors. All right. What do you got for us this week, Dave? All right. Uh, I first want to say a happy birthday to Carly Zucker before I forget, because I didn't write it in my quotes notes, but I was just scrolling through my feed. Um, I was going to say, I, I saw Jeff post a nice post and, uh, you know, kind of has a connection to you as well with the Jackman, but uh, it was a uh, happy uh, National Down Syndrome Day. Uh, was this this past week on uh, March 21st? Um, it happened to know, uh, you know, obviously it's very near and dear to your heart, but uh, I know um, many of families that uh, have somebody with special needs uh, in their family. And honestly, all of them I've met are some of the nicest families, some of the best people um, have, you know, taken extra care of their of their brothers, sisters, uh, children. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I guess you probably have more thoughts on it, but it's just, uh, I, I thought it should get touched on. No, it's amazing. And, you know, you meet, you know, mo- almost, almost every parent that I meet that has a kid with special needs. I mean, they just have a different perspective on life and, a a really good perspective on life, you know, and, um, you just, uh, I don't know, Jack's been the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. He's made me a, a way better person, Um, and you know, it's just, yeah, it's amazing. And I love that, you know, the, um, the Lamberts, you know, they, they celebrate Kelly and, um, you know, just get, try and give her all the best. And, 
um, she's, she's awesome. We got to meet her last year and, um, she's, she's awesome. And yeah, not only, um, that, but, uh, world autism awareness day is also a week from today, April 2nd. So I'll probably be tweeting something out about that, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, there, there's all sorts of different special needs. And the cool thing is every single one of these kids is unique in their own way. And they have their own special, special skills and talents and, uh, and ways that they charm people. And yeah, I just, uh, I love Kelly to death and, um, it was so cool to see that post. Yeah. Well said, well said. Um, PA has been filling in for the wild doing the play-by-play on KFN. And I think he's been doing pretty well. Um, the guys seemed like they were kind of blown away on the show, which, I mean, there's a whole different element. Obviously PA is probably the goat um, in local, uh, you know, NFL broadcasting, you know, his highlights get played on ESPN all the time and he's super good. I think he, I think with time, I think he could probably do it, but like they were saying, you know, 82 games of it is, is a lot and it's uh you know, obviously football, you have a full week to, to prepare, but there's some weeks where you got, you know, three games and sometimes even four games in a week. And, but I, I love his effort. I think he's done very well so far. You know, it's good to see other people get opportunities. I'm, I, th- I think he did a really good job. I think uh, the, the, the blown away aspect that I saw a lot on social media, I, I didn't get that from what I listened to. Like, I, I thought he was, good you know really good um i likened it though i mean in my mind the whole time i was listening to him uh, i likened it a lot to the power trip stand-up thing that they did last year where it absolutely worked with the power trip audience but if you put the same people in like an la you know open mic night with people that have no idea who they are it probably doesn't work and i think that's kind of the same thing with pa i think because we know pa we know what he's like we know his style um, and it's the wild. I think it works. I think if PA just goes and calls two random games for like the Columbus Blue Jackets, I don't think it works. Um, you know, and yeah, and that's that's, and that's just me. You know, my assessment as like from a hockey announcer, someone that like has listened to all sorts of different hockey announcers, not just local ones, but right. you know, from all over the country. Uh, it, you know, it was it was his own unique style, which is you know for a two game thing. That's what they weren't hiring him to be the play by play guy, right? They were just hiring right. him for a two game bit. And yeah, I think I think it worked perfectly for the uh, for the for the K fan audience and for the the Minnesota audience in general. Um, yeah, uh, calling him like a great hockey announcer after two games, uh, I think that's a little bit of a stretch in my opinion. But uh, and it's, and that's nothing yeah. against PA at all because he is like one of the better uh, better football announcers out there. Um, Hockey is you know, a completely different animal to call play it, by play for. It's it is. And some of the, some of those bits, you know, like the he's loose and things, um, you know, his goal. The, the one thing that I would say, too, is I always hate it when you hear the crowd react and the horn go off before the announcer says he scores. Yep. Uh, that That's frustrating to me because it's like. You know, it's the same thing with football when you hear like cannons go off before they say touchdown or I I hate it when announcers are slow. And I know that's like completely nitpicking because I could never do it. I'm not acting like I ever could, but uh, it's it's one of my (laughs) frustrations. And that and that's kind of what I felt with PA is that, you know, I, I felt like a lot of it was like just a little bit. A little bit slow, and like I said, he's done two games. You know, this, he's not a high, he's not. You know, this is what he's trained for. So I'm not trying to like criticize him at all. I think it was a fun bit. I think it worked well. 
for K-Fan. I just, you know, it's, to me, it's a huge leap to say that he'd be an elite hockey broadcaster. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I got so much nonsense. We're going to have to go faster on a couple. Of All these. right, let's go. Um, next one. Uh, they were asking where the next power trip trip should be. Um, I had a couple ideas off the top. They could go to LV, the V word. Um, that I think they should just keep going back to the V word. Um, but other ideas outside the box. Um, I, I think a cruise. I'm not a cruise guy. I've never been on a cruise. But I think for our group, I think it would be really interesting <laughs> and be really fun. I think an all-inclusive week in Mexico would be amazing, um, especially around, you know, in the wintertime. Uh, London, just a straight London trip, e- even if it's not with the Viking, you know, on a Vikings trip. It doesn't have to be, you know, there's so much to do in London. I think just a London trip would be very realistic and then uh hockey brought up you know doing oktoberfest um that would be really cool as well so those were kind of the ideas that i had i don't know if you have any ideas chuck i think a cruise would be fun i like i'm like you i've never been on a cruise before because i don't like i don't know i'm i'm a very independent person when i travel i just kind of want to do like have the freedom to do whatever i want a cruise kind of seems like confining in some ways but i do think like with a big group like that a cruise would be a whole lot of fun and plus on a cruise we know exactly where to find rosie well of course on, on the topless deck um with the newspaper uh i love that hawk is uh is keeping the derby hat in his arsenal uh not everyone can pull off that hat but hawk can like he's just he's got that vibe with the glasses i think i think it's a good look for it's a good brand for him he looks like he writes like folk songs in his in his uh in his spare time oh yeah i i I can't pull it off so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna uh, comment that uh, somebody else can't either so yes i i will agree with you that uh, that's uh, a good look on hawk the Dark Aurora dropped their album on Tuesday. Um, I have not had a chance to listen to it quite yet, but I will uh, download it as well as uh, I don't know if it's if it's at the if it's in the Columbia House catalog. I will definitely pay a penny for it. That's for sure. Yeah, seems like a, a cool thing. They had their first show last night. Sounds like they were uh, at least based on the uh, the Twitter responses I saw and the couple of short clips I saw. It sounds like they were really rocking it. Yes, I was either going to go to that or meet Sasa stand up this weekend, but I, there's so much sports going on. I just uh, I crazy, can't crazy sports weekend. Um, I had a very oh my god, this is so dumb. So <laughs> you're gonna hate this one. Um, I had a very specific idea for a cover band name, the Jeff Tones. So it's a Jeff Tones cover band featuring a random guy named Jeff, or I mean. Jeff Lambert could maybe be nominated, uh, but it, it has to have a guy named Jeff on lead vocals. Uh, the Jeff Tones, your thoughts, Buds? You know who I pictured? I pictured our buddy Jeff from Rochester, man, our Vegas. Oh, our, yeah. Our Vegas daddy. Uh, yeah, I, I think Jeff could pull that off. Uh, and Sherry would be front row just uh, rocking out. So I, I, I just pictured him painted up and dressed up like uh, Alice Cooper. <laughs> I think that would be a good look for for Mr. Jeff Block. We need we need to get the uh, the Vegas uh, the city that shall not be named crew out to uh, karaoke sometime. I think uh, I think Jeff would surprise us. 
Yeah, I, I think you would as well. I, I would I would maybe do a duet. I would I would do lady vocals with him in a duet. <laughs> I, um, I will pay sauce, to see that. Yeah, Sauce's final stand-up show is today. Um he he alleges. Um he also alleges no chance. That he quit sports gambling. Um, but uh if anything, you know, maybe maybe it's uh maybe it's one of the bits that he's picked up from common doing stand-up that if you just you know create some demand on your own saying that it's your last show um you know because then you set up the reunion tour so um if it truly is sauce's last show i will be sad because uh, i mean obviously we know we're both sauce stands uh we enjoy his humor and uh i I think he does a better job at stand-up than than he thinks he does i think he's too critical of himself all the time and it's probably because he has been a punching bag on the on major market radio and just gets made fun of by the guys. But um, but I, I think he's too hard on himself. I think his stand-up's good. So I, I hope that there's a, a full crowd there at Grandma's in Duluth today. I like to feel like I, I you know, sometimes I'm I'm I, I can feel like a connection to somebody because I feel like they're a lot like me. I I feel like a connection with Sauce, not that like him and I are exactly alike, but I feel like I really like I understand Sauce. Like he's one of those people that I yeah. feel like I kind of understand. There's zero chances his last stand-up show. So yeah, yeah. putting that on the record. <laughs> Between golf, Yeezys, and sports gambling, <laughs> um, and complaining about things, I, I connect with Paul on many levels. And uh, yeah, I, I I would say that the reunion tour is uh, minus two ten in in V word right now. So. And I would be hammering that. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, I 100% thought that the lyric was, I've got no love, no love in Korea. Oh, dear. Instead of, uh, no love, you call real. So, uh, sorry, daddy, on that one. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, Duel of the Decades was super cool. Uh, 90s comedy movies against 2000 comedies. Um, it's all the movies that I grew up with and still rewatch to this day. I'm not a big rewatch movie guy, except for the 90s and early 2000s comedies, the Adam Sandler movies, the Jim Carrey comedies. Um, so that was just fun to go through that list. Um, all all outstanding comedies. Yeah, for sure. Like Those are some all-time favorites. I think, though, was it Austin Powers that beat Hangover? Something like it that? Did, yeah. Like, holy... F that is wrong. The hangover is absolutely like yeah. it, it is the goat. It, it, it's the hardest I've ever laughed in a movie. Literally almost pissed my pants uh, laughing so hard because I did not want to leave the theater. It was so good. I was glued to it. I've rewatched that movie a hundred times minimum. Uh, I cannot believe it lost to you. I mean, Mike Myers is funny. The Austin Powers thing is funny, but it's so campy. And it's just, it's not like elite, elite comedy to me. And uh, yeah, I was devastated by that result. But yeah, those are a hell of a list of movies. Yeah. The, you know what I like about you bit <laughs> is uh, one of my new favorite bits. And obviously, <laughs> as we found out in quotes, uh, the quotes of the week has produced some great quotes. So um, I hope that continues. Hawk on Thursday asked uh, if there are tires on a Zamboni (laughs) and I almost shit my pants and spit out my coffee at the same time while I was driving down the road. That was just, obviously he wasn't just, he just wasn't thinking, but um, yeah, I I could see Hawk, you know, back in his Indiana days, like drag racing Zambonis for pink slips. 
Oh, absolutely. And I was going to say, you know, in, in his defense, it could have been a Tesla Zamboni and that it would have definitely had flat tires. So, of, of course, of course, as we all know, Tesla's had flat tires. But um, time for two more. Uh, Corey's Cabana Man uh, to start the show on Friday was uh, bizarre. Pretty amazing. Um, and that sets up uh, the, the final uh, quote note Jeff and Mark Madness, the picture, your thoughts. <laughs> wow uh yeah rosie's getting after it uh good job rosie they are just uh they're just having a blast uh you know there's times where i go out to the city that shall not be named and uh you know i feel like you know i'm i'm close to hockey's age you know and i i, I kind of feel like oh, i'm just older uh they've inspired me man i'm like they're they're a generation older than me and they are just having a blast and and going for it and doing everything that hopefully we're gonna all be doing in about five or six weeks uh yeah i just can't wait i just can't believe there hasn't been a picture tweeted yet from planet 13 i know um maybe they're not trying to advertise that but I mean, he said it. He said that they were going on the radio. So I, I don't uh, think Rosie. Judging cares. by both of their tweets, they have stopped at Planet Thirteen already. I oh, absolutely, say. yeah. And I, I don't think Rosie cares. I think he he has reached the absolute point of not caring. And he's Mark put- Rosen has pushed all of his metaphorical chips into the center of the table. He has lost his weight. He has, you know, it sounds like he has moved. He is enjoying his life. He is living his best life. So I have, uh, you know, to see Mark smiling, happy, and, uh, you know, living his life and not, um, you know, in doom and gloom and and thinking about the past, I, I just, it, it makes me really happy. It's fun to make fun of him. Absolutely. Uh, and joke about it. But when it really comes down to it, uh, for him to go through what he had been going through with uh, Denise and losing her and battling with cancer and all, everything that goes with that, for him to be out in Vegas is, uh, is pretty priceless. Yep, it's, uh, it's great to see. And I have a feeling that the Rosie, Rosie chant at Buffalo Wild Wings this year is going to be extra loud given his shenanigans from this weekend. Yeah, there's there's no doubt. It's, there is it's no doubt. Mark Madness. Well, that's all I got. All right. Well, that will do it for this week's show. Thank you guys so much for listening. In the meantime, Dave, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Power Trip Quotes. All right. And I'm, of course, at Power Trip Bets. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We hope to talk to Max next week. I'm not sure exactly when he's getting back, but if not, it'll be soon. Take care. All right. Put everything into this bucket right here. Let's destroy the studio. And forget that the uh, show ever existed. We'll start all over again tomorrow, okay? Why? Because I thought today was terrible. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so let's just blow it up, and we'll start all over again tomorrow, okay? Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>